0: Everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie?
1: Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you today. We continue our 52-year journey through film. Uh, for those who are joining us for the first time, every Friday this entire year, We've been doing, we've been covering at least one movie per week. Uh, the first, first day of 2022, we covered a movie from 1970. And every Friday after that, we've covered a movie from the succeeding year, 71, 72, all the way through the 70s, all the way through the 80s, all the way through the 90s, all the way through the odds. And now we're in the 2010s. We've done 2010, 11 and 12. It is 2013 this week and we are covering the Wolf of wall street uh now this is a this is a this is an interesting one because it's one that I think this is my fifth or sixth watch mm. of this movie. I watched this movie many times over the course of the last seven years. my perception of it evolving greatly over the course of those uh seven years you know being a a little bit more intelligent mm uh, can, you know, having, having critical thought during this movie yeah, is, is right. something that is very important. Uh, but this was the first viewing for you, correct?
1: Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like, obviously, the, the, like, iconic scenes. I'm not fucking leaving and the, yeah, the I'm Matthew even... McConaughey. Uh, mm. which, you know, um, but I mean, mm. like, yeah, really, other than that, like, mm. it's only been, uh, yeah. and like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> there was like, I watched, a like a, a review on the movie and it ended up being like a satirical review. And it said that Matthew McConaughey was like this dark wizard and that was his spell <laughs> that he cast on people to like be corrupted into the Wall Street, you know, like business. That's and then, and then when Jordan, when Jordan does it to everybody in the office, he gets then... every, he does everyone. Yeah. Everyone's there, or whatever. But, um, yeah, other than that, like I've only seen like some TikTok clips of like the real Jordan Belfort like explaining like parts oh, and of the he movie, does pop like up in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah which which was kind of which was funny.
0: introducing himself but... as a legend to like
1: a... <laughs> yeah how how Jordan Belfort of him to do so
0: yeah uh, very very uh very spot on but uh let's hmm. lay the groundwork for the people this is the wolf of wall street it was released on, here let me find it for you. Released on Christmas, twenty thirteen, December twenty-fifth, twenty thirteen. Uh it was written by Terrence Winter, based off a book by Jordan Belfort and directed by Martin Scorsese. Mm.
1: Uh
0: and this might be might be a piping hot take.
1: Mm.
0: I I love Good Fellows with all my heart. I think it's a great fucking movie. And since we recorded that, you know, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. He sadly passed away, uh, amidst, amidst that time. Uh, I think this might be my favorite Martin Scorsese movie.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Like, uh, I mean,
1: a, a taxi driver. I mean, it's, I like it and all, but it's it, in the discussion, at least for me, it was Goodfellas and in this was like, was kind of the one that I was comparing, like, is it better than Goodfellas? Because I'm like, I enjoy this more than Taxi Driver.
0: Oh, I de- like um, Taxi Driver, like, for me, no longer in the conversation when it comes to the Scorsese <laughs> movies. Like, I I get why it's considered a classic and stuff, uh, especially for the time period it came. 76 feels very yeah. fitting for a movie like this. But, man, I really enjoy The Wolf of Wall Street, you know? And I don't think, uh like, if you make Goodfellas three hours... Maybe I like Goodfellas more. You know, there was like, there's just uh, something stylistically with Martin Scorsese here that, giving him room to breathe and letting him run with a fucking movie for so goddamn long, uh, hmm. works. And yeah, uh, and
1: I will say that usually when I watch a Leo movie, um, you, you can't really not look at him and see Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. But like this time, like
0: he sinks he really, into that shit, yeah. Man.
1: He really grasped the character really well, and like honestly, like Jonah Hill kind of did that too, to a like a little bit of a lesser degree than Leo, I think. But like, like usually when you see Jonah Hill, you're like, oh, like he he has his mannerisms; he's going to do his Jonah Hill thing. This but like, is
0: probably Jonah Hill's best work of like, all yeah. time, like, uh, like
1: which is which is awesome.
0: Oh, dude, uh, the, like the just ensemble cast here with Leonardo DiCaprio, like this is part of why, you know, like I love when mm. I watch Goodfellas that I'm seeing Bob De Niro and Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta and shit. But as someone born in the year 2000, mm. uh, it makes it it, it fulfills m- my sensibilities a little more to see Leo, Jonah Hill, Margot Robbie, Matthew McConaughey, Kyle Chandler, Rob Reiner, John Bernthal, John Bernthal. What? The punishers in this bitch? John Favreau, uh Kristen Miliati, who I just absolutely fucking love, Kenneth Choi, like an insane cast. Like mm.
1: just, just, just absurd. Yeah, running through the cast kind of reminded me how much more there is to this movie. Like uh d- Kristen what Miliati? Mm-hmm. Mili- Miliati, like her role. Like I kind of like, like I don't know, I just forgot about because there was so much movie after like she was gone but oh like, yeah yeah and yeah, like, like what's her crazy her scene, though is I that just,
0: her role is integral in showing us jordan's fall mm. like uh Man. from fall from great yeah. like uh as far they as, had,
1: as they had such a good thing going they yeah did. he was they, like, like he, yeah. was
0: a, he shows up his first day on wall street he's kind of a sweetheart he's kind of mm. like he's a little he's low-key he's like you know what sir yeah 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 like i would i would love to do that yes sir i'm worth nothing whatever mm. uh and he's like, you know, Matthew McConaughey is telling him two keys, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> hookers and mm. blow. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, I was just like, and he's like, Oh, I have a wife. I have a wife, you know, like that. Not for me. I have a wife. And like, goddamn, man. That's like, it's one of the, probably the hardest scene to watch. Probably the second hardest scene to watch. There's one at the end that's. Ah, yeah. Ooh, hard to watch. Yeah. Right I did up. not
1: know that was in the movie at all.
0: No. Yeah. Uh, but. One of the scenes that's my favorite in this movie is when he pulls back up to the, the hotel with Margot Robbie in the back of the limo and he's, mm. he's been doing cocaine off her, off her breasts and stuff. And then, uh, she, Krista Miliati swings open the door and goes, you motherfucker, like <laughs> drags him out of pulls that limo. Pulls him,
1: yeah, pulls him out of the limo. Shuts like,
0: the fucking door, tells it to get going and is like, uh, oh, she kills that scene. And like, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to throw out my first, uh, my first nominee. I think this is a supporting actress nod out of Christian Miliati for uh, her role as, uh, Teresa. Oh, Teresa Petrillo. Teresa Petrillo. hmm <laughs> Very, uh. Awesome. I fucking lo- I love that scene whenever she's like, uh, how could you do this to me? I don't even recognize you anymore. It's like you're a completely different person. It, like, we've seen that scene done a number of times. But she was able to anchor it in a way that just made me, like, feel it. You know, like, it really was sad. And the way Leo looked, like, she goes, do you love her? Mm. And he's like. He just didn't. He couldn't well, respond Very important. The
1: silence was his answer. Oh, yeah. Know?
0: And, like, like, here's my thing is that I don't think the silence is a yes. The silence hmm. is a. Oh. Probably not, but I don't want to be with you anymore.
1: Oh, I didn't even
0: think about that.
1: Like, yeah, he's like, I just, this girl's just really, really hot. Yeah, if I'm being honest, just, oh wow. If
0: I'm being honest, no, I don't love her, but I'm not gonna keep doing this with you. And he was like, I was heartbroken. Mm. Three days later, I filed for divorce and had Naomi move into the apartment. Like, uh, like I was like, all right, dick, like, okay, guy. Like, and that's, that's one of the important things about this movie for me is that, like, while there are certainly scenes that glorify the lifestyle he is living. Mm. Uh, he's the worst. He's a scumbag. Uh, and as are everybody around him, like in Scorsese does his thing where he lets this, the characters just kind of talk. You know, like how like it's like maybe not an important conversation's happening, mm-hmm. but it lets you know who the characters are. And it's like, uh, you're getting to know them a little bit. And whenever they had those moments, it was just even more deeply ingrained in us. Like this dude sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, even that. That like moment comes back like flipped around on him whenever he's about to go to jail and then you know, Naomi's like, No, nah, I I want a divorce. And he's yeah. like, Oh, that's that's so convenient for you, you know, right whenever I'm going to jail, blah blah blah. But like he did the same exact thing. Like yeah, he did. same exact thing. Um which ah man, I wow, I didn't even put like those two together at
0: all. Oh, yeah, man. Like, he's uh And that's what's uh that's what's interesting is like I it is so hard to create a movie that is based around a real person that uh, is fulfilling story-wise, you know, like someone has to have lived a hell of a life for you to be able to base it off a real life person and go, this was a good movie narratively, uh, uh, thematically like it, it all just worked. And obviously I'm sure there's plenty of dramatization at points, but I've heard this is pretty pretty spot on. Mm, like really. as far as what the what the life of Jordan Belfort was like for a for a span of time,
1: like when, like the domestic. I mean, like literally him slapping his wife and punching her in the gut. Like was mm-hmm. that like he's being very honest? Like if he's like, yeah, oh I, yeah, like I, I think, uh, like
0: yeah, I think it was. I think it was like a. Uh, And, you know, I, I can't speak to what Jordan Belfort's intentions were Mm. with his book or anything, but I can, I can say it was pretty like, uh, that's part of what makes me go, yeah, this isn't a glorification, Mm. you know, like, it's like, it's being really honest about how terrible this dude was, uh, like just a complete piece of shit, you know, like there, and there was like no doubt about it, um, it d- it didn't matter what he had, didn't matter who he had. He wanted more. He wanted better. Uh, he was greedy as all shit, and that's kind of what it's all centered around, you know. Uh, is the greed that this that this sort of thing can bring you to? Because uh, you know, like people before coming in this movie, one of the things you had your concerns about was like the typical crowd who enjoys Hmm. this movie and idolizes Jordan Belfort in a way. And now that you've seen it and you've come out the other side, can you see how those people are completely fucking idiotic?
1: Yeah, they missed the point of the movie. Yeah. like It's like they watched the first two and a half hours and then turned it off. Or like the first two hours and turned it off, kind of. Fuck, like Like, watched a montage
0: um, of the party moments and then like just tuned out for the rest of it.
1: And I mean, also that, that's kind of like probably the, the point of the last scene is that, um, people idolize Jordan Belfort. Like there's definitely, like he has like a very big cult following, like in real life, like people like still follow this man. Um, and, and I think that's part of like the last shot as well is like we want to be like Jordan, you know, like on surface level thought, we're like, yeah, I want all this money. I want a yacht. I want, you know, this super big house. I want a helicopter. Like, I want hey, to have like,
0: sex yeah. with my wife on a yeah. bed of money. Just like, yeah, uh... like... <laughs> um, God
1: damn. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, on, on first thought, all, all those things are nice, you know, but but you got to you got to see what he did to get there. You know, like I, I never um like knowing this movie, I didn't know that it was like penny stocks. And that he was like just ripping people off. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that he was selling shit to people and literally just taking money from people who like didn't have it. And then I guess they made it better whenever he's like, oh, here's this script. Now do it to the rich people. Um, But I feel like they were still doing it to anyone and everyone. Like the whole
0: thing. No, the thing is, is that like uh, they called him a twisted Robin Hood. Mm. And, like, that's not even fucking close. Yeah. Like, uh he's not a twisted Robin Hood. He is just taking, no. like... And, you know, it's it makes sense that there is a whole crowd of people that would have no issue with what he did. That would go, oh, yeah, what a badass. He's fucking over poor people. You know, like, uh... And, like, the whole narrative where he's, like, uh... You don't want you don't wanna work here go work at fucking McDonald's mm, you know like mm-hmm. that that whole shit it's like god damn like just a just a rhetoric that is classist and uh and just too like he's too much of a dick I can't fathom watching this movie and going God I really love Jordan Belfort mm. what a guy yeah. stand up man
1: I mean like it would be nice if, uh, you know, I could make half a million dollars on one phone call, you mm-hmm. know, off one rich guy or like, or I could get 50K from some poor person. You now, know, if he was
0: doing nothing ba- fucking yeah, over yeah, the like, rich, fuck it, man. Um, okay.
1: But like, yeah, well, I don't know. Like, and that's just kind of what Wall Street is. I mean, it's just like greedy, 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 like it, it like. And I don't know, he even says it in the movie, like, no one truly knows unless you're Warren Buffett or the, the top 1%, you know, that, that basically fix the stock market for themselves anyways. So it's like, like Mark Hanna,
0: Matthew McConaughey's character telling him at the beginning, you know, like, uh, no one fucking knows. It's intangible. It's not real. It doesn't exist. (laughs) He was going off right there. The analogy
1: he was saying. How
0: about the fact that this man has two scenes in this movie and Mm -hmm. is far and away one of the best parts of it? Like, uh, his, his like brief stint in this movie. Like, oh, I don't like, do we have another movie where Leonardo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey act across from one another or is it just this one or two scenes? Like, man. uh, yeah, kind of nuts. Uh, but that yeah. whole thing where he's like, it's, it's intangible. It's not real. It doesn't exist. Uh, he's like, so what we do, we, we, we never make it real. You know, as mm. uh, th- soon as they want to cash out, we, you, you get another bright idea. You got another mm-hmm. thing that's on just came across your desk. It's perfect. He and he will reinvest his earnings and more. And mm-hmm. they always do. Because they're addicted. And it's mm-hmm. like a God damn, what a dick. He's like, you know what? While they're while they keep putting that money in here, we just cash in with commission, baby.
1: God damn. Yeah, one percent though. He was making one percent in and made seventy K. No, 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 that no, that's I guess when he when he transferred over to the, the penny stocks was uh, when he made seventy k yeah. in that one month. But I mean, he was still making good money. Like, yeah, he was that. making that was decent money. 100%. It was funny, you know. Right. We
0: opened that. We opened the movie with him yeah. being like, a, "I made fifty-one point whatever million dollars last year," and it really pissed me off because it was just shy of a million a week, and it was like a. God damn, fuck you. And then we get to the, we get to the brokerage where he's working as the, the guy just making the calls and he's like, listen guy, I made $300,000 last year. The guy I'm working for made over a million. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like, uh, oh, these guys don't even know, like they've mm-hmm. got a good, uh, they don't even know what Jordan Belfort's about to do to the fucking stock market though.
1: That, that is kind of nuts that like this, this really happened hmm. Like this was not like a like he just found a loophole like not even really a loophole. He just scammed people mm-hmm. like straight up like he like just straight up scammed people, made it look like a legitimate business, had so many employees doing this constantly. And like it's like insane that this movie is not just fiction and like made up like this, like like <laughs> like it's I don't know.
0: Um, well, and it's insane that, like, our stock market is, like, integral to our economy mm-hmm. when it is so clearly manipulated by those who can manipulate it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we even saw it last, like, what was at the end of last year, the beginning of this year when, like, uh, the Reddit stocks thing happened where it was, like, everyone. Oh, lost Street bets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, that was, uh.
1: AMC and GameStop to the moon. To the moon. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, you know, go. like, uh. <laughs>
0: A system so easily manipulated, mm-hmm. like not not even just by the rich, as we saw once. Once people are yeah. organized and can attack it at a certain way, like kind of yeah, that's kind of
1: nuts. That this was the first time that like the the population had control over the market for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like the top one percent, they do it every day. They don't okay. get like that. You know, and since it's the inspection. government, yeah, government doesn't give a fuck about that. But like right when the people had just the smallest ounce of control,
0: their regulations, everything was just like, nope, never mind. Uh, Shut down Robin Hood. Shut Mm -hmm. down this. Shut down that. (laughs) And it's like, what? Like it couldn't it couldn't have been more clear at that moment what the fuck the (laughs) stock market was for. And it was like, all right, guys. So every time from now on, anytime you're like, oh, you want to get out of poverty, just go ahead and move your money into the stock market. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck you. Fuck you, you dumb mm. motherfucker. I hate you.
1: And it kind of goes, this is kind of, because um, I've, I've, I don't know, I've just been chilling in my room, um, kind of quarantining right now, just mm. uh, in case this test comes back positive. But it's given me a lot of time to watch stuff, and I've resumed my watch of the boys.
0: Um I need to, on, I need to on get on ground. season three.
1: Yeah, I am I'm, I'm on I'm almost or I just finished season 2. I'm like on season 3 now. I wanted to watch season 2 again cuz I like I started the first episode of season 3 and I was like, whoa, I hey need And I've watched that
0: show like, once. Yeah. And it was like t- when season 2 came out, so like yeah. I'll have to I'll have to catch up. Like I'll have to rewatch before I watch season mm-hmm. 3, I think. But uh
1: But uh but like it it kind of parallels really well there. Like the, all these problems that the heroes were having blah blah blah, but then like then they fucked with the money and like A-Train like so, like has a line where he's like, "You don't fuck with the money, you know." Like all the problems we had, whatever, there were surface level. Like they don't give a fuck, like at all. But like then you fucked with the money, and like oh, we're done. Like we're done for. And like it's, I mean, that's that's like an extreme case where there's superheroes and a company controlling them. But no, right, whatever. yeah, but... but like I mean, the government and the stock market's not far, you know, far off or whatever. And well, I mean, just
0: know, in terms but... of the the manipulation of the people's mm-hmm. money, you know, like it's just kind of like a they're fucking over people and that's like that's like the bottom line but uh one of one of the highlights for this movie for me is jonah hill's donny Azov. uh mm. one of the one of jonah hill's best roles of all time if not his best role uh and just another complete scumbag this is super uh, bad yeah but
1: this one's obviously like obviously but... more critically probably <laughs> uh, just just love
0: super bad there's I mean, a just... show on Netflix called maniac that he's in that's fucking great and it's another more dramatic type role that he does really really good in but uh I, I still think this takes the cake but that first scene when he shows up he's like you show me a you show me a pay stub for seventy thousand dollars I'll walk out of here I'll quit my, I'll quit my job right now and I work for you and he was like and he did. He quit his job. Right I thought it there. was kind of nuts. I didn't know him. I just met the guy. Uh, I was like, "Oh man, what a, what a great way to set the tone for the character." And then the like, the <laughs> that scene where they're sitting down at the diner, and he's like, uh, "Ah, man, I hear things. You know, I hear things. I uh, rumors spread. You know, I don't want to yeah. give him any. I don't want to give him any." He's like, "No, what'd you hear? What'd you hear?" And he's like, uh, "There's some shit about you and your cousin. I don't know." I was, and he's like, "He's like, ah, that that shit. Ah, yeah, yeah. he's like, uh and you know." Jordan, Jordan Belfort's kind of nagging him like, uh, he's not like, he doesn't go there initially. He's like, so I'm gonna give you the opportunity to tell me mm. before I say anything. And then like, after waiting a couple seconds, he goes, <laughs> nah, just that, like you married your cousin or some shit. Like, <laughs> 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 and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I married my cousin, mm. but, uh, and
1: but, then he uh, goes on like the whole spiel, blah, blah, blah. And, and then. He's like, not like a a
0: first cousin, right? He's like, no, 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 no. Like, like her father Mm. (laughs) is my mom's brother.
1: (laughs) Just kept going on and on and on and on. And like, he joked about one part, but then Jordan thought that he was joking about the whole thing. You know, he's like, no, you're fucking with me. He goes, yeah, no, I'm fucking with you. Like, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. He's not actually like with this guy. But then no, he like, then he was the like, no, I was only lying about that last little part yeah. or whatever. And it was like, oh, dude, I don't know. Like it was pretty, like this was pretty funny, you know, even like with all the, the greed and all like just the blatant like things that are wrong going on.
0: Oh um, yeah. And like that's the thing though is that they are definitely like, uh, there's, like overwhelming homophobia, racism, just like, all, like all this macho, like white man behavior, mm. uh, rich white man behavior that, uh, this debauchery that he gets into at all turn, all, all turns, every single turn he takes leads to more debauchery Save mm. for maybe a couple towards the end, uh, when he had no choice, but, uh, Another one of my favorite scenes in this movie is on the yacht with, uh, the agent. And he's Uh like, uh, he like, uh, low key lets him know, like, uh, you know, I do that for anybody, you know, I do that for anybody <laughs> under the right circumstances, you know,
1: you got a problem, you
0: come to me. And then the way the rest of that whole thing unfolds where they're being like <laughs> they're being all passive aggressive and like all smiles and stuff. But they're saying, so I think you just tried to bribe a federal official. And he's like, no, no, I didn't. It says that there must be an exact dollar amount and like a. He's like, how about you get the fuck off my boat? Okay. Like, how about you get the fuck off my boat?
1: Uh, you want some lobsters? I know you can't afford them. Throws them at him. And he's like, you see these, I call them fun coupons. You know, all the things he was saying, like, as they were leaving. Oh, it was
0: just one of those, it was just one of those scenes that makes you go, there is a, like, fuck a fed, fuck a fed, but there's a right side here. Yeah. Like, uh, that is just, you're being you're being too much, man, like mm. to, like too much of a elitist fuck boy asshole, you know, like that. I I heard you tried to get your broker's license. You ever think about what could have been if you did? Are you ever sitting on the subway and just like uh, just like and mm. I'm like, God, you're such a dick yeah. you're such do a some dick.
1: research into me i figured i'd do some research into you you know yeah. he's like yeah he's doing he's he was real mob boss and you know he, he was very power you know he thought he was untouchable you know because mm-hmm. he's like i don't know i mean fair like dude, has oh, tons of doing, money yeah, yeah like you... been and i mean like technique okay so what he was doing <clears throat> is legal To like scam people it's just it's a shitty thing to do but legal but the the illegal part was whenever he started to like launder his money or like was it illegal from the jump like is it like
0: so the thing was the reason the investors center was getting away with it is because they were not selling tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of shares they were selling a little bit, making like 300 bucks, making like 500 bucks on sales. It started becoming more noticeable and more of a problem when he started selling those penny stocks at a absurd clip. Uh, like, uh, that's what's illegal is because he is, he's selling something that's not there. You know, when he was talking about Aerotine and he was like, they're a, they're a high, uh, high tech firm out of the Midwest. And then they show you the little fucking shed that they're working out of. And it's like, He's, he's like, he is scamming people by lying to them. It's not like a, it's not an estimated guess Mm. based on the, uh, based on the markets flow and what he's, what he's supposed to be doing. It is simply him trying to put money in his pocket, not theirs. And you know, I don't know the technical legalities of it, but I took it because in that conversation at the investor center, he's like, so what you're doing here, it's like, it's completely legal. And he's like, I wouldn't say that. It's just that, like, uh, uh you know, like, it's
1: it's such it a was low so, amount that they don't care.
0: It was so inconsequential at their level that it didn't it like it didn't really matter. Like they were they weren't fucking people's lives up. They were taking a handful of money, getting fifty percent commission. Like if you get someone to invest five hundred dollars, you're taking home two fifty that day. Cool, that was a good day, uh, for for those working at the investor <laughs> center. You know, like uh he gets on the phone, sells what six thousand, and he gets three thousand. He's like, "I made three thousand dollars on that phone call alone." And everyone looked at me like I just discovered fire. That, and, yeah,
1: I mean, it, and that that was an interesting, like, kind of part of the movie is that even though he's a total piece of shit, you kind of root for him in the beginning. Like, oh I, yeah, because
0: like, well, he starts, he starts as the underdog. Mm. Started- I mean, I'm
1: saying even like kind of further into it, like not just when he's in the investor center before he like makes his own company, like until he gets like, uh, I don't know. I don't know when it switched, but I, I mean, it was,
0: it's just sort of an, an evolution over the course of the movie that like mm-hmm. it takes like for varying people, the, the switch happens at different points for a lot of, a lot of folks, I'd say, but like, uh, I'm with you, you know, uh, as, As far as entertainment is concerned, you bring a fed into it. I'm rooting for the dude who the fed is investigating. Like when I'm watching a movie, like that's just like, I want him to get away with it. Now, in the context of real life, fuck it. I hope the I hope that uh, he gets caught for what he's doing. But like when you're watching the movie, it's like, oh, shit, can he keep getting away with this? Mm. Like uh, you want you want to see him do what he's doing for as long as he can, because you're like a. It's like a train wreck. You can't look, a, you can't look away. You're like, a, oh my God, what's going to happen with this dude next? He's just like, a, yeah, the fucking I mean, office they created at Stratton Oakmont I mean, where it's just a fucking rager every goddamn day. It's yeah. like,
1: it's kind of like, you know that you will never be able to like, get in this position. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so out there. You're like, um, I can never be in this position. And even though I know it's bad, like, I still want to see them succeed because I know it's so bad that I'll never do it. But like, if I were, you know, like, here's what all the benefits would be. You know, like kind yeah. of like, uh,
0: it's like the mob uh, movies, like the the stuff yeah. when you when you yeah. root for the people in the mob, they're murdering, they're fuck, they're also fucking people over. They're like, mm. it's basically this. Like, like not much beyond that, like Jordan Belfort's just not capping motherfuckers in the back of the fucking Stratton Oakmont office, you know, like True. that's all.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, the mob does this as well, you know, just puts people in bad positions, takes all their money and doesn't give them any more, you know, an option. You mm-hmm. know, so he's like he's kind of doing the same thing um, in a way. But yeah, this I don't know that this was a lot like. Uh, like I expected a very dude bro movie. But then I'm like, okay, well, it's directed by Martin Scorsese, du- It's yeah, a
0: critique and I'm like, of the dude bros who like it, yeah.
1: And I'm like, no way, Martin Scorsese is like a dude bro. Like I don't know, like watch like his previous movies. I'm like, this dude is he's above just making a movie full of greed and like what, like just sex and drugs, completely and, devoid you
0: know, of a message, yeah. you know? Like, uh, he yeah. knows what he's he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I guess.
1: Uh, I already put, um, we have Kristen Milioti as Teresa as a Best Supporting Actress. I put Jonah Hill in there uh, for Best Supporting Actor uh, for, support for Donnie as, as a well. nom. I put Margot Robbie in there uh, for Best Actress. Like that end scene, like, uh, you're not taking my kids away. Like, would be like her, mo- like her,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oscar awesome no, like, moment. She was, She um, killed this whole thing. I was thinking mm. she was the Best Actress not as well. I think that, like, uh, this kind of... I don't think it was her first role or anything but it certainly launched her career in a different trajectory to mm. to the point we we know her now as an A-list actress you know like yeah. she is she is one of the best or one of the biggest around uh and she's mm. certainly worthy of a nod there for best actress for our decade awards.
1: Mm-hmm. And I put Leo in there yeah, as uh, as no Jordan doubt. Jordan Belfort but I guess for I guess writing it's really just based on Jordan Belfort's book and like, it's all based on like true events and stuff. So I don't, I mean, but there's still like writing to the moon. I don't
0: know. Like, no, yeah, I, I think like direction, one, but like, like, I think direction Martin Scorsese yeah, 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 gets a yeah. nod for sure. Yeah. I think this is a, uh, this is incredibly Martin Scorsese stylistically. Like it's just, uh, it feels Scorsese as fuck. You know, a lot of shots reminded me of Goodfellas. Uh Hmm. Like they did a they did a lot of good shit here. But uh I do think that the that Terrence Winter might be worthy of the writer nod here for uh for mm. Wolf of Wall Street. I think it was uh I, I I haven't read the book, but I have a tough time believing Jordan Belfort gets the message that this movie gets across quite as succinctly. Mm. You know, like, I do think that it being adapted into a movie by another writer probably gave it a little extra emotional oomph. Like, I imagine you read Jordan Belfort writing his own book, and it feels a little... Okay, guy. You're just kind mm. of, you're kind of subtle bragging. Uh,
1: you know, like, you're just kind mm-hmm. of telling
0: us how awesome it was to fuck shit up in the late 80s and 90s. Uh, I, I just, I, I have a, t- cause...
1: I don't know. Yeah. How how much can Jordan Belfort, like, I get, I don't know. I, it seems better now than what I imagined him to be during this stage of his life. But like, right. how yeah. much can he really, like, change? Like, how much has he really changed? Right. Know?
0: Right. No. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny as fuck. You know, I, uh, I remember being shit. I don't know. 15, 16, 17, somewhere in that range. And, uh, I get, <laughs> I get a DM on Twitter from Jordan Belfort No. Yeah. Yeah. Like and uh Homie is Yeah. Yeah. And he was uh I'm assuming it was kind of like a mass thing that like if mm. you clicked on his page, followed him, something like that, sent you a DM promoting his new book. Uh uh I and I was like I was like Damn man, I watched a whole movie about you, and you're like, you're doing what I would do with my podcast. <laughs> you know, like, like I'll, like, you follow me. Hey, check this out.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, by my book like, I, don't, I, I was just kind of like Jordan Belfort. I, I made forty nine million dollars in a year. Ever the
0: salesman, book. man. Ever Buy the salesman. Book. Yeah, wow. Um, I well, guess I don't know.
1: He, he seems pretty well off now. And oh like yeah, the that's stuff. the
0: thing is that none of this fucked him over in the long term. Uh he and it's just another example of how our uh, how our justice system will uh you know show a little love hmm. to those who uh fuck people over on Wall Street at the very least. Uh Like it's around
1: he's, he has currently around 100 million dollars. No, I mean
0: Humble, so, humble compared to his, compared to his earnings once upon a time. But uh, but he's set for life. Yeah, so. there's
1: nothing that he has to do
0: or, or worry
1: about. Anything Ever. he wants is his. Yeah, like yeah. I, it's kind of nuts. Like uh, like a hundred million dollars. You don't have to do a thing the rest of your life. You don't have, like anything you want, yours. But like that's nothing compared to everyone else that's above him. You like. 1 billion dollars is 10 Jordan Belforts.
0: fucking and, nuts and, and like 10, wrapping my mind like, around that always fucks me up, fucks me up man because like a uh, fuck <laughs> you know you see a contract in sports for like 50 million dollars and that's like a 50 million dollars a year it's like one of the biggest contracts in football you know you're like oh my god what the fuck he's making 50 million dollars a year to play football and you, you times that by 2 it's 100 million times that by 2 it's 200 million times that by 2 it's 400 million like and there are people worth hundreds of billions
1: that's that's what? a con- that's a country like that that's some countries in the world like uh you know makes sense one person needs
0: that much money you oh, know. of course. Whenever they I could mean, buy uh,
1: a literal country almost.
0: You yeah. know it's necessary.
1: <laughs> Obviously.
0: You know it's um. not uh you know it's not uh senseless, you know it's not useless wealth. Mm. Uh Hey man, if you got hundreds of billions of dollars, as long as you pay your fair share of taxes, fuck it. Do your thing.
1: Mm. Uh too bad though. They'll buy a piece of shitty art and then appraise it for two hundred mm. million dollars, and then say that it, you know get a tax write off for a piece of art. Which, yeah, you know, loopholes
0: exists. And- loopholes do exist to benefit them. Mm. Uh, it like loopholes exist to make the rich richer. That's kind of uh, and Jordan Belfort exploited the shit out of those. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, had he not, uh, you know probably could have done a whole bunch of legal shit and been just fine. You know, there was a, there was a time mm. in this movie where, you know, before his whole, I'm not leaving. Mm. I'm not fucking leaving. He could have made it out with all those millions he had and been just fine. That's
1: that's true. Yeah. Dang. He really did have an easy ass out. Like,
0: they easy were like, out- cut a deal, yeah. cut a deal. Tell us what you know about everyone else on wall street. And we'll say, fuck it. You know, like, that's cool. Uh, what? i I always wondered
1: that in movies whenever people people snort stuff and you obviously see that it was snorted
0: oh yeah like, like they have obviously to they're them. not
1: doing cocaine you yeah. know like I mean like maybe in some movies which would be nuts if like there's legit cocaine being done but it's crushed vitamin B um so there's like huh um but Jonah Hill did it so much. He got bronchitis and had to be hospitalized. Um, he snorted so much vitamin B for this movie. He had to be hospitalized, which.
0: Wow. Jesus. This next one here, Matthew McConaughey's uh, humming was improvised. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, he just it was started a doing up. it. Oh, yeah. He just started doing it. He just started doing it. And like you see Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> kind of like look off screen. Yeah. He's looking at Martin Scorsese to see if it's OK. OK. <laughs>
1: Man, you know, honestly, I think that's that's just who Matthew McConaughey is. You sometimes, especially in this role, where it doesn't really matter what he does, like just let him go. You oh, know, yeah. let him be Matthew McConaughey. Let him do his thing. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the grand cosmos. Like the, he was like, it's fake. Like he went on for a good two minutes how of many just times- a string of analogies.
0: Of how like, many times do why- you jerk off it's <laughs> like a, I don't know three four maybe maybe five those are rookie numbers in this game you got to get those numbers up me twice a day at the very least once when I wake up and once after lunch <laughs> was that improvised
1: too or was that oh, like- I, have no, I prob- oh, okay. probably okay. scripted
0: there but uh <laughs>
1: but man yeah you Bro. I want you to bring me Bro. a martini in two minutes and 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then for the next seven minutes and you're like I don't know his whole
0: um Every Mark, seven and a half minutes, seven, seven and, half. and one half minutes after that, you're gonna bring me another, and every, every so on and so forth for the, for that next after that. But uh,
1: <laughs> man, it oh, is... the
0: majority, the majority of the film was improvised, as really Corsese often encourages. Mm. Uh, That's insane. It is that whole like you know getting that raw feeling mm. of those conversations where they're just going and you're like uh. It just, they just let it play out, you know, like that scene where they're sitting at the, uh, sitting at the conference table planning their next fucking party, Mm. uh, involving the little, the, the little people and tossing them at dartboards (laughs) and, uh, rolling them down the aisle at pins and, uh, the way they were like, uh, all right. So what if it, what if it, what if this thing, what if that, what if it, they never referred to them as humans and, uh, and, uh, like that was even a, a loophole they choose to exploit. They're like, oh, this is good. If we, if we view th- if we don't view them as humans and we view them as simply entertainment, as an act or a, as a service, then we're uh, okay. We yeah. can get away with anything. Yeah. Uh, then we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, they were like, yeah, those trapeze dudes, they fucking die and nobody ever sued them. Uh, it's like, oh my God, you guys mm-hmm. are fucking terrible. Man. You guys are just the worst.
1: Yeah. I found the quote, uh, and he was like, I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or you're Jimmy Buffett, no one knows what stock's going going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. You know what Fugazi is? And he's like, Fugazi, yeah, it's fake. He's
0: like Fugazi, yeah.
1: Fugazi. Yeah. Fugazi, Fugazi, it's wazzy, it's a woozy, it's fairy dust. Doesn't <laughs> fugazi, fugazi, it's wazzy, it doesn't yeah. exist. It never landed. it's it's no matter. It's not on the elemental chart. That's what yes, he said. It's yeah. not on the It's elemental no matter. Chart. It's not fucking uh, real. Yeah, he like after he takes, you know, hit a blow. So it, it makes sense that this dude's just, you know going off on his his monologue rambling you know he he's just,
0: oh. God, just being I love like this I love this show. another little piece of trivia here and this is another just one of my favorite scenes in the movie you know uh Steve Madden on mm. set uh given given like a and yeah you know what i love about this shoe you know uh, he's, he's given his usual speech that he would give anywhere he went. <laughs> like, a, hi, I'm Steve Madden. Uh, what I love about this shoe is that has, and everyone's like, fuck you, get off the stage. You know, uh, Steven Spielberg was on set that day and essentially co-directed that entire scene. Really? So, yeah, so another, another scene in which one of the best scenes in the movie, uh, <laughs> hmm. you know, I remember Scarface, that last shot, basically the whole last sequence is basically directed by Steven Spielberg, not Brian De Palma and Scarface, you know, like, Mm uh, so just another little connection here, uh, with Spielberg and Scorsese. And I love, love that this is Scarface, but better.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just following this bad dude that you're supposed to be rooting Meteoric rise to the top. Yeah, this yeah, and it's not even like, and Jordan Belfort's not even like in the mob boss realm. Like he's not even like killing people, you know, to to be like to make it entertaining. He's Mm -hmm. like strictly just wow, that's kind of kind of nuts. That even on like a less exciting premise, you know, for a movie, this is done way better. Like I guess probably had to be because in Scarface they had those distractions of him, you know, gunning down people or you know the action. You know, to to kind of bring you away that's from some stuff that's not as well
0: written. That's him having sex with sex workers and doing true, drugs true. all over the fucking place. Like there, there's there's this whole movie's version of the of the lifestyle. You know, like uh, there's obviously more that comes with the mob boss territory and the murder and such. Uh, but uh, there's a part in this movie where Jordan Belfort contemplates. Letting Donnie die. Like it might make things easier for me mm. if Donnie's dead.
1: That's true. He does contemplate that for
0: a while. Uh whenever he's super fucked up off of however many quaaludes and then a a a bunch of cocaine that he just dumped into his fucking nose, you know, getting saving him from choking, he just sits there on top of him for a second like uh hmm. This might be a real he was just on the phone about to get me fucked over for, mm-hmm. for this. Maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. And then he was like, no, no, no. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, I got it. <laughs> and he saves him. And it's like, uh, okay. Woo! Thank God. Uh, because that would have been even worse uh, mm. on, on that part. I was just. How did the FBI
1: find that note? Was it just left under the napkin
0: or whatever? I have a feeling. Like... I have a feeling Donnie Azov is a huge fucking idiot. Uh... Uh and just <laughs> just kinda left it there. Like uh and then it was Hm. Mm. Interesting.
1: That was, yeah, the uh I don't know, just funny that uh whenever Margot Robbie and Leonardo were uh on the bed full of money going at it, Margot Robbie, you know, came to say that it was extremely uncomfortable. Like that fucking on money is, is not what it seems to be. Sharp edges, you know, multiple paper cuts on her back. That sucks. But then DiCaprio says that it didn't hurt, but he or it hurt, but he didn't care because he was on top of Margot Robbie, naked. You know, which uh I guess whenever, yeah, that that's, yeah, he wouldn't that really sounds,
0: sounds about right. on the money.
1: But I mean, I, I've uh, always thought about that is like it would be it would be nice, you know, on top of uh, a pile of money. But really, whoever's on bottom is just getting it. It's like, not.
0: It's fun. not a. Uh, it's it's not as functional. Mm. as as one would hope, you know.
1: And you know another thing that's kind of like that, the lady and the tramp spaghetti noodle kiss thing.
0: Right. Do you like, really want to be kissing
1: you? someone with like like mouthful half a mouthful of spaghetti in their mouth? Yeah, it's like it's like it doesn't really work when you do it, but in the movie or in the movies it, it looks cool and, and, and it feels yeah, it works. You know, in it the works. movies, but but yeah, man, what a I don't know, this movie was not at all what I expected. Um like it's just that that last shot um just of of those people, you know, just of normal people, and kind of like they're. Oh, I also saw uh another take on it that it's like showing the audience like watching the movie. No, oh, yeah, like yeah. because even like their heads are lit from behind, you know, like like you do see in a movie theater, like because or whatever. And I'm well, I don't it's know a if very... I take it's all very
0: meta you Uh, know like there's a there's a lot of fourth wall breaking there's a Mm. there's a lot of so like that's also been a thought of mine like is it kind of like a i think that part is playing into what the what jordan belfort was talking about the whole movie you know like people are sheep you feed them Mm. feed them whatever and they'll they'll listen
1: Oh dang. I guess it's probably like you'll see this movie, you'll know that the stock market sucks, it's corrupt and everything, but you'll go home and you'll go right back to it. Yeah. You know, like you'll yeah. see this movie, you it won't it won't change anything. It's not no, going to change anything. Doesn't
0: like, do anything. Uh and that's just kind of how I I took it is that it's just like what are you going to fucking do? you're going to sit there, you're going to watch this whole thing and then you're just going to
1: mm.
0: you're going to be like, "Yeah, well, can't do shit about that." So
1: damn hmm yeah that that last shot really like reframes the whole movie i mean uh, you 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 get that jordan's not a good guy like through the movie you don't need that last shot to be like oh this is what the movie's about you know that's not what i'm saying but like it really makes it uh, like obvious in the end there Hmm. that that's like what they're like it's i don't know i i there's no way i'm coming off that and still going like fuck yeah jordan belford i'm you know, I want to be just like this guy.
0: Well, no, nah. like, I mean, like, even before that, when he sm- yeah. smacks his wife, does a line of fucking coax, kidnaps his daughter, and gets in a car accident, like, uh... And punches like,
1: her in the gut, as well. Like, I literally, yeah. I literally gasped, like, whenever he did, like, I did not know it was in the movie, and, like, he punched her, and I was like, <gasps> like, oh, like, damn. Like, I don't know, yeah. I, I just, like, was not expecting it at all. There's it was, so
0: like, few, re- like, I don't know that there is a redeeming quality in jordan Belfort uh that we see in the movie you know like this dude is scum like that's kind of what they that's kind of what they put before us and like impeccable that he's alive Uh, oh dude the amount of drugs that man was doing he might be alive but
1: not for longer? Not for much longer? I, I, I
0: can't imagine so, man. Yeah, like, he, like, that thing he said at the beginning of the movie where he's like, mm. yeah, I do this to do this, and I take this to take the edge off, and I do... Th- I t- like, he takes enough drugs to mm. put the island of Manhattan in comatose for a fucking week yeah. on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, Dang, yeah, what, he went through his routine. And, like, you think that's real? Like, you think that, that was, might like, be... for real? There's like, it's just too many drugs for him to be alive. I mean, that's what I'm th- like.
1: I mean, I'm sure they did that much cocaine, like on the daily, but like, I don't know. But the amount of like, I could see it mixing though. Mixing of substances they yeah. were doing,
0: like the, the quaaludes with alcohol, you gotta die when you do that, right? Like, like, and here's another thing for me, like, quaaludes, like they were talking about been off the market since like 83. Mm. Uh, so it was a, I'm assuming fantastic drug to be on. Uh, but like comparatively, do you think it like I, I have no frame of reference. Do you think it would be like essentially oxycotton?
1: That's what I kind of assumed. And like the the high he got kind of seems like it. You know, the he's like- just very like doesn't feel anything you know because yeah, i've been he's off said the pain cerebral killer. palsy phase you know so yeah. he is so relaxed that like he doesn't even know what to do with his limbs you know it, it like kind of seems and that like he can barely move you know his yeah, body so
0: i've been off painkillers after my knee surgeries and stuff and like uh mm. what he was feeling is pretty spot on like this sort of like hazy movement you move your arm and it looks like it's like a motion fade behind it and you're like yeah. uh whoa this is fucking crazy you know like uh a-
1: it's crazy that that's just literal heroin like yeah like just it's it's literal heroin like it just prescribed in a way that doesn't make it seem like heroin like paint like i didn't realize that like i until like a couple years ago that like the whole like pharmaceutical market is just selling like heroin and painkillers because like i'm not gonna lie like i was pretty close to getting addicted to like paint so so like just right after my wisdom teeth surgery like like that was the like i don't know like and i like just after every surgery i'm like dang like i don't really know if i even want to be taking them because of last time like i was like i was like really loving no, like
0: uh way. i like i uh, admittedly probably took one or two too many after oh, i was yeah. feeling all right you know oh, like yeah. uh i was like this shit kind of rocks so yeah. like Bless, blessed be the fact that I ran out because, yeah. uh, like, man, cause if I had like an infinite supply, I don't know. Yeah. No, nah, dude, like, cause that shit felt good, but I cannot do that. I can't do that. Like, mm. wow. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nuts
1: that like, I don't know. Um, what in, what really made I don't know kind of like Ozark they dip into it a little bit about how like pharmaceutical like it's a corrupt pharmaceutical company that like gets legit heroin or like
0: pretty much know, every like, illegal
1: heroin to put in their you know and then market it as you saw the markups better whatever
0: like I, I'm sure that. sort of bust there was some sort of bust like last year that Johnson and Johnson shipments got caught with like a certain amount of cocaine dang barely made a blip in the fucking news Johnson and Johnson one of the companies that provided a fucking vaccine for COVID got got caught moving coke.
1: Oh, the world we live in is so amazing and I, uh, wow. Like, what a world we have made.
0: It's insane. It's insane shit. One of my favorite facts about this movie, though, is that the word fuck in its various conjugations is said 500... And 69 times. <laughs> which at the time made it the most use of the word in a mainstream R-rated movie. Something uh, beat it. Something's yeah, but it. like it was a movie called Swearnet. Oh.
1: They, uh, they were Trump,
0: like, so it doesn't really count for me, but like that doesn't count. It said it 935 times in that movie. Damn. So like it was just like the
1: but whole, whole movie,
0: movie was about, about cussing. So like fuck it, you know. But uh before that was the second time Martin Scorsese had held the record for the most F bombs mm. in a movie. As Goodfellas in 1990, 300 F bombs was the record hey, at that time. Okay,
1: Martin Scorsese. He's yeah. he's a man on a mission, you know, maybe maybe he has another one in the back. You know, it yeah, takes he's going, time. He's
0: going for the thousand fuck. Yes,
1: it takes time to
0: develop a movie
1: where you can say fuck a whole lot. He's getting better and better. You know, Goodfellas was his good start. Wolf of Wall Street. He came back even stronger. Who knows what he's got in the bag next? You know, he's coming, he's coming strong with something. Um, Yeah. And I can't, it's going to be interesting to, to see. I don't know. I'm just taking a look at swearing. I don't know. Cause I would imagine you'd hear fuck quite a lot
0: just in the movie. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, there's a there's a shot in in this movie that is shot from an iPhone,
1: <laughs> from SwearNet or Wolf of Wall Street? From
0: Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Wait, what?
0: Uh, it's it's a very very brief, quick shot. It's uh, on the plane with a uh, fat with the fasten your seatbelt bl- sign blinking. Uh, they needed a shot of that, but instead of. You know, big to, ass camera. Big ass and, camera. They were like the one of the producers was on, or the effects super supervisor was on a flight, took a video for reference, and was like, "So we need we need something like this." And Martin Scorsese was like, "Fuck it, man, we'll just use that."
1: I didn't even notice.
0: I didn't notice either. But technology, man,
1: that's 2013. What iPhone what would that have been? 2013 iPhone. Like God, would pretty, that be five or four? A, a five S. Would, would be the newest possible iPhone, which you can now and get I'd for $57. The, uh,
0: I'd imagine the effects <laughs> supervisor on the Wolf of Wall Street probably had the newest iPhone.
1: So, I mean, yeah, it's either a 5 or 5S. That's like, damn. I mean, we're getting, that's kind of cool. Like, the cool thing about this project is we're like, that's nine years ago. Like, it's not that long ago at no. all now. Um like we're catching up we're
0: caught up to what like is contemporary history essentially mm. uh contemporary pop culture yeah. history i was like,
1: alive and like sort of i was
0: 13 at this. Yeah. yeah i was 13 about to turn 14 when this movie came out uh yeah.
1: i'm about to go on hall i'm about to go trick or treat.
0: you know like uh
1: i don't know what i dressed up as when i was 13 maybe like a purge character if that was out yet probably not was it the purge out yet
0: nah. no nah, mm. oh yeah i think the first one would have been but uh but God, yeah. what, would, what, would, Man, what did uh, i do for halloween in 2013 i feel like i might uh, have been troy palomalu wow uh, wore, a, wore a pittsburgh steelers 43 jersey and okay. had a big ass fucking wig okay I said, fuck it uh i troy, think that was my 2013 halloween costume
1: i always fucked with troy palomalu he was just a cool guy I, lo- I love seeing him pop up in the head and shoulders commercials you know He's uh just uh I don't know that's that's a cool Halloween costume that's that's would have never thought to dress up as him.
0: Cool. I'm reading some more fucking oh. fun facts, and you know, I uh as someone who likes to take in a little bit of marijuana, hmm. uh, Cheech and Chong are kind of fucking legendary. Uh, you know, up in smoke and various. Uh, stoner comedies in the seventies and eighties. Uh, but this, this little note says that there is an unexpected person to thank for the film's existence, and it is Tommy Chong. And if you've watched, uh, if you've watched, uh, that seventies show, he's a, uh, he's the, he's like Hyde's dude who's like, uh, hmm. that's, that's what I'm talking about, man. You know, like, <laughs> oh man. How is he to thank for the movie? So. Chong was serving a sentence in a California prison uh, for selling drug paraphernalia over the internet. Nice. <laughs> and uh, he was cellmates with Jordan fucking Belfort for a 22 month sentence for stock fraud. And Belfort was telling Tommy a bunch of stories and uh, Tommy was like, Hey man, you ought to write a book. No. And then he wrote way. the Wolf of Wall
1: Street. Wow. What a damn. I this love that. Like I, fine that, might wine. Be my fa-
0: that might be my favorite fact about this movie is that Tommy Chong is partially responsible for its inception.
1: Wow. Yeah. This movie is just like fine wine. It just kind of keeps getting better and better as it goes, man. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Oh my goodness. Martin Scorsese said that there were actual real life stockbrokers on set. Some of whom actually did work at Stratton Oakmont, uh, like in those shots where they're on the phones mm-hmm. and like dialing and shit. Like uh Yeah. I guess so, yeah, what happened to them? Were they all I I think they I think the company I don't know if the company ever folded a strat no like I'm assuming it did. It can't have it can't have kept doing what it was doing, right?
1: Like, yeah, no way it's still active. Founded yeah. Closing of the firm in 1960. Okay.
0: 96. Closed in 1996. So, uh, yeah, so they all just lost their jobs. Damn. Um, Thir- almost 1,400 employees. That
1: dude had 1,400 people scamming the fuck out of people. Damn. Man. And, like, I guess how. So, like, they make 50%, but then does Jordan just take. He takes part of their commission? Or like, does he just get the deals that he does? You know, like how did like that's how did that question. work there's, for him? How did the business model work? Well, there's you
0: know? oh, <laughs> one of the things he really got fucked for was insider trading. Like, you know, he mm. he was scamming the market by buying the stocks he was selling.
1: Oh, okay. So sure. oh, he would okay.
0: sell the stocks to himself.
1: Oh, there, there's the money laundering, the obvious yeah. illegal. Yeah, okay. that that's yeah. the yeah. one that okay.
0: made that's the one yeah. that got his ass. Yeah. Uh, but I'm assuming there's some sort of kick up that like he gets, he gets a percentage yeah. of everyone's sales because he did found the firm and stuff like, uh,
1: he gave them the script. Yeah. I'm know? sure there's, I'm
0: sure there's something there. Uh,
1: I mean, if the dude can speak like that, you know, like he's got a good motivational itch or like bone in him. Um, Like, cause, cause those speeches, like that would get me fired up and that, that would get me to scam the fuck out of some families that day to make, you know, like lots of money. If I was in that situation, like dude hyped them up, you know, like,
0: uh, dude. And I mean, like it's, it's (laughs) undeniable if I was, I mean, here's the thing I would have like, I would have to be a completely different kind of person to, Mm. uh, even be in the situation where I'm working on wall street or Jordan (laughs) Belfort. But if I was that kind of person and I was on Wall Street working for Jordan Belfort, I would love working for Jordan Belfort. Like that this this office environment that he created <laughs> and this like uh like I'm already not a partier, but if I was a partier, mm. oh my fucking god, is there a better job on earth than working for Stratton Oakmont during this time? Just no. don't don't clean a fishbowl. You know? Oh. That's that's like the only rule. Kinda
1: like That's the only time that something bad happened in that office was when a dude was just cleaning his fishbowl. Poor dude. You know? Like uh I guess it was like their it was the Steve Madden day, you know? And like it was fuck
0: that's the goal. Call on a Tuesday night. (laughs) I fucking love Rob Reiner in this role, man. He's fantastic. Uh Uh, what kind of hook it takes credit card? Uh, Which one? $49,000
1: $49,000 worth of sides
0: or however much
1: like it was, you know, like, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I like, there are just so many great fucking quotes from this movie. You remember when, uh, uh, Brad, like Brad gets out of jail and he's like, uh, sadly Brad died two years later. He was 35. Mozart died at 35. Not that they had a lot in common. I, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind, you know. <laughs> I fucking loved that, you know. Like just a, just like a I I and I have the feeling like that might have been one of those improvisational, like <laughs> he just he was like, you know, Mozart died at thirty five. That's
1: like why know that like that's a weird fact to know. Um, like I mean, why? Like I don't know. Like. If that is improv, that means that Leo just knew that off the top of his head and like while he was reading the line, just decided right. to be like, damn, Mozart died at th- at 35, you know, or like, like what?
0: That's- Which would make it so much funnier to me, especially if he like said it and then was having trouble trying to connect it back. So he just kept going and he was like, uh, not that, uh, not that they had that much in common, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why that came to mind. <laughs> that's, that's fucking fantastic. Uh, One thing I will say that this movie completely and utterly destroyed forever uh, for some people at some job opportunities is interviews, job interviews. Uh, Way too many people, way too many people in sales positions have to deal with sell me this pen. Mm. That is so fucking dumb. That is so idiotic. What a terrible terrible way to gauge if someone is a good salesman. Uh, here's my thing. I go, uh, I, I, I take the pen. I leave. Uh, it's it's this guy's only pen. It's this guy's only pen. What's he going to do? He's going to call me when I get home. He's going to be like, Hey, I need my pen. I'm gonna go. Yeah. It's going to cost you five bucks. (laughs) And then he's going to be like, you know what? You're hired. Hmm. You know what? You're hired. Uh, but, uh,
1: wow, that's a good, that's a good one. I just take it and leave. Yeah. Um, I've heard, I've heard that the only answer to that question, uh, is, uh do you need a pen? If they say no, you move on because like, if they don't need a pen, they're not going to buy it. Fuck, fuck them. Move on to the next person. And you like, you just like, because most answers in sales is no, Mm -hmm. um, anyways, you know, you, you only get like those couple yeses, but those couple that those couple like make you the, the money, but like, it's a stupid question because like, you don't need to bullshit reasons to buy it. you know what a fucking pen is you know you, you're not you're not gonna actually walk up to someone and be like this pen will change your life you know like it, it's not gonna it's just a pen and everyone knows that you know like you could be like sure this pen lasts five times longer than the average pen you see
0: like, i i love this pen i personally yeah. love this pen there's a uh it's like it. he just like grabs the pen out of their hand goes on to the next guy sell me this pen Uh, I just like that, that shit, I thought it was funny. Uh, and then the fact that that's what he fell back on for his seminar hmm. made me go, yeah, this is just the, the ending of this movie is even more the whole people are sheep sort of thing. Like if that's what you're selling people in a seminar, like teaching them how to sell, you just go up to them and go, sell me this pen. Like, nah, man, you gotta, you gotta do a little more. Wait, than that.
1: there was a sell me this pen scene before that.
0: Yes, there was. Yeah. There was. Uh, what was Brad, the context of that? It was him sitting with his boys from, uh, from home, uh, when he was talking about founding a firm of his own, getting That's them right. on. He was like, uh, you know, this guy sells anything he can get his hands on, mostly weed. This guy sells, uh, this, right. this, this. How did Brad weed. end up
1: selling it? It was, it was like, Brad goes,
0: Brad goes, uh he's like, All right, here and you know, Jordan's like, you know this is my guy right here, you know, he doesn't fuck up. He's got this, he's got this. And Brad goes, uh, all right, all right, yeah. <clears throat> write your name on that napkin right there for me. He's mm. like, I can't he goes, There you go, supply and demand, my friend. That's right. Like uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So he just literally said, Hey, write your name on a napkin. Oh, no, you don't have a pen? No, you have to buy one from me because you exactly. need to write your exactly. name down. Like Oh, okay.
0: Wow. Yeah, flawed logic wow. there, I think. But, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite, like, one of my favorite scenes in this movie, you were, uh, you were just commenting on it the other day, uh, just the other day, fuck, uh, just a couple minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> $430,000 in one month, Sorty? Huh? Mm-hmm. What? The, their business expenses. <laughs> yeah,
1: we had the, we had the,
0: you the got $26,000 $26, <laughs> for one fucking dinner. He's like, no, no, no. This can be explained, Dad. We had clients, Pfizer clients, Champagne, mm. and uh and then another another mention there of a a company who has become damn. much more uh known the last couple of years, Pfizer. Um and uh
1: That's I damn. got I got them pumping
0: in my veins,
1: actually. Yeah, exactly. Same. Same damn.
0: and Pfizer uh Pfizer Gang. That's Pfizer gang, but uh, <laughs> you know, I love that Donnie Jordan's like, you know. Uh, it was all, tell him about the sides. Tell him about the sides. And Donnie was like, uh, Donnie's like, I ordered the sides. So sides, $26,000 worth of sides. What, what do they cure cancer? And I love the way Donnie gives him shit. He's like, uh, Donnie's like, yeah, the, the sides Actually, did, yeah, they did cure cancer. That's the problem. That's why they're so expensive. <laughs> and, and I loved, I loved him giving, giving Max shit the whole time. Just being like, uh, just being like, fuck uh, you, dude. Like, God, I loved it. But no, nah, this movie is, is fun as fuck, you know, uh, like it is difficult to watch at parts just because, you know, they're complete and utter pieces of shit. Uh, and I aspire in no capacity to be like them, mm. but it's, it's a fun film to watch. It's a, so I'm interested in how it will do on our, uh, in our rating system mm. here.
1: One last question. How do you interpret this? The kissing scene between Leo and Joanna Loomley, which was the aunt that uh, he put the name in. uh, He was so nervous that the scene required a 20, 27 takes to get right. Does that mean that he kissed her 27 times or that it took him 27 times just to get to the kiss?
0: That's a good question. There's probably, it's probably a mix of both. There's a few, there's a few kisses in there, but there's probably also times where he didn't, he didn't quite get there. Uh, because uh, the way I also read that is Joanna Lumley is kind of a uh, kind of legendary, kind mm. of uh and it was enough that's, to make even that's, Leonardo that's DiCaprio, nuts. yeah,
1: that's nuts. Go,
0: like, oh man, like this is uh, this is kind of nuts. I'm about to kiss uh, Joanna Lumley. Uh, <laughs>
1: Maybe he just wanted to do it a couple times. Yeah, right, man, right. Wow, come on, Leo, man. What? Anyways, he's he's more into the younger, the younger. Uh, age oh that's
0: true age too age. maybe maybe that
1: was it oh i didn't even think about that he didn't want to kiss an old per a person older than him
0: yeah a person not he was in like, between the ages he was like "Hey, oh, man hey. my cap is 23 <laughs> i can't go up above that um you know, Leo is uh leo's quite the quite the guy um a little bit
1: of jordan but, uh, belford and leo there you know maybe
0: a little overlap mm. Why it was uh, so good. They probably it got slipped along into quite well. Yeah. If I had to guess, <laughs> if I had to guess, Jordan Belfort and Leonardo DiCaprio spent some time together off screen here. Maybe that's why uh, it was so
1: easy to slip into character there a little bit. Um, I don't
0: know, shit, man. But you ready for these ratings?
1: Oh yeah. It, ooh, enjoyments. Interesting. Uh, just on the basis that like it was a three-hour movie. That'd be the only thing that like held it back. Is that maybe it was too long? Um But like I wasn't complaining while I was watching it. Like there wasn't no, like
0: interesting because we'll be coming from a couple different spots, you mm-hmm. know. Since this was your first watch, the three hour thing is probably a little bit more uh there's probably something different about it for you than there is for me. As this is a movie that I've I don't re watch three hour movies a lot like I said, I've watched this movie five or six times. Mm. Uh, Dang, yeah,
1: like fair. Yeah, I've seen Batman about that many times. That's a three hour. movie. Oh yeah. So I've already, I've already
0: seen the Batman I mean, more than like I've seen 11 the times
1: now. I don't know. I've watched, it yeah, I've seen lot. it
0: over 10. I feel like, but, uh, no, nah, but like, uh, I think that this movie, while it is three hours and there's almost certainly parts you could cut and lose mm. nothing. Uh, there's something about it that upon rewatch feels like, and I don't know if it's because I watched it when I was 15. So there's probably something nostalgic here for me as well. But, uh, I, I like thoroughly enjoy watching this movie every time I watch it. I've never, uh, I've never watched it and gone like, uh, well, like that could have been shorter. You know, I've, I've always watched it and been like, fuck yeah, that's a long Mm. movie, but I liked it. Uh, and it's, it's kind of a weird one for that reason because we have had others that I've been like, it's long and that kind of takes away from it, but the length of this one, uh, hasn't taken away from it for me. Like, uh, it's funny too. Like the first time I watched this, I think I was, uh, it was between the hours of like two and five AM. Mm. Like I stayed up late one night and watched wow. this movie and I was like, uh, Cause there's no better way to watch this movie than in the Jordan Belfort state of mind. Uh, <laughs> absolutely fucked up from the, in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. No, but, uh, that's, uh, might be missing the point a little bit there, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> nah, for, for me, this is, this is probably not quite that five out of five enjoyment, but it's pretty high. It's pretty high. Uh, wh- of- where, where you think you're sitting. It's kind of like the same thing as an, like American gangster.
1: I don't know. I was like, I didn't think about it, but like, um, like a man that starts, you know, kind of at the bottom, works his way to the top, like kind of scamming off some people. Like, you know, you have, uh, Denzel that's selling drugs to people, you know, keeping Mm them in that drug life just so he can be rich. And then you have, you know, uh, Jordan Belfort that just takes money from anyone.
0: You got know, the investigator reporting. who um, gives him shit and stuff with yeah. Kyle Chandler and uh um and Russell Crowe.
1: Which I, not to the degree, you know, uh that this FBI agent's in here. You know, you don't get like that. No, yeah. Russell Crowe's but, a much
0: larger part of American Gangster than uh
1: I don't know. I'd say like it's enjoyment. Like let's see,
0: just kind of now, let's take a look at the other, other enjoyment score, see where we hold it. I don't know if it's a five. No, it's um, I I would I would confidently say it's not. Uh yeah. I don't I don't think it is. Um Where how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as like a kill bill. But not too far. I mean like Avatar's pretty close. It's another long movie that the visuals keep you in avatar, but like this one, it's kind of like just the story and wanting to know how it
0: unfolds. Yeah. You know, for me, the, the more we talked about it and the more we've, we've refined our takes, the, the less I stand by what I said at the beginning, that this is my favorite Scorsese movie. Mm. Uh, you know, I think my, my favorite Scorsese movie probably is Goodfellas. You know, I could, it, it almost certainly is. There's something about this movie that, uh, is fun to watch, probably more fun to watch than Goodfellas, but Goodfellas I feel like is, uh, I mean, you got what, a two hour and 20 minute movie with a very, very complete, compact storyline that is also based off true events, but, uh, there's something else about it that feels, that feels good story wise. Like narratively, it feels like it unfolded the way it was supposed to, like a movie. Like this mm-hmm. one feels a little open ended It was just kind of like uh, this is what this dude's life became uh and when did and that was in nineteen ninety mm. I
1: was gonna say that like maybe it was just like more of a a timepiece you know it's like like uh that it's just an older movie and it's it it seems more like a film you know than than like Wolf of Wall Street does like Wolf of wall street right. like there's it's you know kind of more fourth wall breaking, more like crazy just stuff. Happening I mean, you got Ray screen. Liotta,
0: Ray but, Liotta narrating the whole, like, I think there's a yeah. lot of similarities mm. between uh, Henry Hill and Jordan Belford as protagonists as far as like the talking mm. to the audience and being like, mm-hmm. uh, so see, this Fair. is what this guy was all about. Uh, hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think.
0: Um, I'm probably in that four, eight range.
1: Yeah, I think it, it fits in there. I think that's all right that's cool where I'm at
0: then I say we give Wolf of Wall Street on the enjoyment scale of 4.8 out of five stars as far as the genre you know we got a a biography drama uh, mm. sort of thing uh, I'd say the standard for that as far as what we've covered so far was set by Malcolm X mm.
1: which yeah um, Malcolm is a five for that and <laughs> no. if that's
0: a five this is not quite. Mm. Uh, for me, you know, like uh, I think it's probably for probably another four eight or four nine. Like it mm. was, a, it was a sol- it was a solid endeavor. And you know, like we also gave American Gangster a five out of five in the genre, but it also had that crime side of it, mm. along with the biography sort of feel.
1: Um, yeah, it's like imagine if. Then, um, you know, the Asian side of the movie was like just was half of the movie like American Gangster was mm. like. Imagine if like you also had that aspect and like they got like getting closer and closer and then, you know, like an unexpected See, that friendship been cool. between that been them. Been cool, but you know I, 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 I don't think like, it
0: yeah. I think it would have been like, a, mm. well, it's been done before. This is basically yeah, American true. Gangster. Sure. Uh, I don't know that there is another movie like The Wolf of Wall Street necessarily as of yet. uh. Mm.
1: Wow. It's pretty singular. We give it a four, eight. It joins dumb and dumber and King Kong, which is just. hilarious. Hey man, King Kong is to
0: action adventure movies. What the wolf of wall street is to biographies and dumb and dumb and dumber is to comedy.
1: (laughs) I mean, Uh, you couldn't have said it any better. You know, I mean, it's, that's, that's
0: that's just how we feel.
1: It's, it's, I feel like that analogy is, is like sacred. Almost. It's always been true. I've, just, so just seems so obvious, but now that it's it's written and right, it feels here, like it, ancient it, wisdom. Yes, like ah, yeah. oh, of course, Dumb and Dumber, King Kong, and The Wolf of Wall Street are all related. Um.
0: As as is concerned <laughs> to their genre,
1: is this uh, just a four eight movie
0: across the board? I think it might be. Uh, so, like in our last rating, we got our critically our critical view of the film. Mm. Uh, just how great it was all around acting uh cinematography soundtrack uh, editing all of the above uh and you know I uh I'm pretty pretty high on this one you know I think it was a really well well made movie you know I don't think it was uh I don't think is it was it
1: higher than a four eight or is that the ceiling
0: I'm I, here, think, I don't know I think ceiling is four eight five. Like, okay. that's, uh, yeah. that's as high as I'll go.
1: Yeah. It's not, not,
0: it's not a four nine. It's not in there with Shawshank or Raiders or The Shining or Jaws or The Godfather. Absolutely not. That is not what this movie is. Now, a couple movies that we've been comparing it to. Mm. American Gangster. King Good Kong. Yes. King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, all related. Uh, uh,
1: no. But yeah, Kill, okay. Like, uh, this is, it's, and, and then we go, to four eight, is it more in that range or more in a Dead Poets, Forrest Gump, Truman Show, Goodwill Hunting? You know,
0: I'd um, say it probably like I think if we look at these, the four eights as opposed to the four eight fives, four eight fives has that stylistic flavor along with the story. Mm, There's something with it that that elevates it mm, to a different mm, realm mm, beyond mm. the story they give us. Because Totoro, Dead Poet Society, Forrest Gump. Uh, goodwill hunting. I remember going, these are fantastic stories, but there's something preventing it from getting that extra bump. And, you know, train spotting gets that extra bump, probably the best example of it mm. for its stylistic choices. Uh, and I think The Wolf of Wall Street is worthy of that bump for its stylistic choices. I think Scorsese really does the shit. And, uh, I think it's probably every bit as good a film as, uh, say, say Goodfellas, which we also gave an
1: 8485. Um, huh. Yeah, did not, I, uh, the high, highest of the month, if we if we are going with four eight five, um, it averages out to a four eight two.
0: Um, highest highest movie of the month yeah. in every category.
1: Which uh, I guess that puts October at a four three three, which puts it only above um, what month is this? August um, puts it above April. And January. So it's the yeah. fourth lowest out of, what are we at, 10? Yes, 10. So in sixth place um, out of the months. But uh, it's um, very close. Like the top five are, are all really close together um, in ranks anyways. Uh, but this month it started out just kind of, I don't know, not as strong as other months. Uh, just low four. Oh, yeah, and I think, uh, so I
0: think it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, the 2010s are in- interesting because they are the more recent ones. There's less of this air of legendary status to them. Mm. Uh, you know, whenever it came to like the late 90s even, whenever we were covering like The Matrix, The Truman Show, Goodwill Hunting, Hunting, there's, there's an air of classicness to those. Mm that uh movies from 10 years ago just don't have yet. Yeah. Uh So maybe, maybe there is something there with how objectively we can approach them. Mm. But I will also say, uh, inception and rise of the planet of the apes. I wouldn't say will ever be worthy of being called classics. You know, like they're, they're solid. They're, they're good movies to watch and entertaining. But like, uh, I think if we're, if we're getting more in that classic territory, you're looking more at the Django and chained wolf of wall street, eventually one day sort of thing. Uh,
1: hmm well it's it's kind of you know when we see these actors we're seeing them as they like pretty much look right now you know it's like but when you watch a movie from the 80s or like you're watching goodwill hunting and you see young leo and like young,
0: young matt yeah, damon and like young, ben young ben Affleck. Affleck,
1: you're like oh wow this is like this is already a classic you know i'm seeing them seeing them not in their just, they look so much older now like this has mm. to be you know like a classic sort of thing so i mean i think um i don't know out of like the movies that we recently covered <clears throat> uh i feel like avatar will go down it's already kind of a classic uh like just it's top gross
0: highest grossing uh, movie of all time it's gotta but, be a know, classic.
1: gonna be there i i think wolf of wall street will go down as just like a You gotta see Wolf of Wall Street, you know, like it, if you're throw, like in the, say we're in the, in the forties or the fifties, you know, yeah. And we're like, Oh, you want to, you want to throw back to a good old, that disgusting to think about. Yeah. Good old tens flick. Like, ah, we're, we're almost getting like, you know, whenever people used to say like the eighties or the seventies, you didn't have to say 19 in front of it, but like now we're getting to the point where we will be like the twenties, the tens the thirties like they did in the 1910s you know like we're getting to that point to where like we will not have to say 2010s or 2020s like which is just kind just of 10s, yeah mind-boggling but i feel like yeah wolf of wall street will go down probably interstellar or you know next up will i feel like is is going to go down is quite the movie but i was yeah, thinking i got a
0: feeling i got a feeling we're about to close out the year here we got two months remaining in our 52-year journey through film, man. That's it. That That's is crazy. nine movies that we've got left to cover. So we are officially within the last decade. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, uh,
1: and We're getting to the point where, and maybe King Kong or even Avatar kind of started this, is we can do so much more with a movie now, just with the technology that we have. All of these movies up here... Uh, you know other than than Star Wars or whatever is just like captured in camera I, or Blade Runner you know it, it's just like actors acting on a screen on a real set you know uh, everything is built here by hand you know like it's just people in a camera um, mm. but now we're into uh, we're in space or uh, we're in a completely made up world or you know we can do anything now so it's it's kind of like the bar for a classic has to be set so much higher um just because like you have to stimulate so much more mm. um nowadays but a movie like Wolf of Wall Street there's no visual effect shots really i mean i like the helicopter you know i guess um but In like boat. yeah um but like it's it's mainly just a
0: I a, will not die sober <laughs>
1: yeah um but mainly a just a captured in, in camera movie, um, which is, it's relieving to see that it doesn't, we don't need a movie that has all the flashy, you know, visual effect shots or
0: or made up. Hey, and we're only gonna, we're only gonna get more and more into that. You know, I think, um, uh, you know, La La Land, mm. uh, the big short, get out, blind spotting. And I know parasite is a lot of VFX as yeah. you said, but like not as much as you'll be able to. Not tell. Like meaningful vision, not
1: like, reality breaking visual it's just to make it look like Cleaner. reality yeah, yeah like uh or whatever but
0: yeah tick tick boom Nomad Land. like these are a bunch of movies that are just hmm. captured in camera let's get it you know uh everything everywhere all at once however there's some pretty there's some pretty intense shit i'd in imagine
1: movie. so i still need to see that movie. hey
0: now available digitally you can watch it from home i just i bought it yesterday and uh yeah, bought it yesterday. Watched that shit and was like, "Yeah, this is just as good as I I, I wanted it to be." Uh, uh, but I
1: I know what I'm watching tonight. Uh, fuck yeah,
0: fuck yeah! I'm, I'm so happy for you to get to experience that for the first uh, time. Finally, I love that finally. movie so much. Yes, okay. Uh, but yeah. So with that, we conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast covering the good old uh, mm. the good old Wolf of Wall Street. It's Been a good October. Been a good October. Came to a 4.33 out of five stars overall, which, uh, you know, might not be the best compared to uh, our other months. But it's still an 86% on Rotten mm. Tomatoes. So, like, uh, yeah. it's doing all right. It's doing all right. Uh, happy almost Halloween. Uh, happy, happy almost Halloween. Halloween. Everyone have a good Halloween. Stay safe out there. Uh, Dress
1: up as Jordan Belford and try to sell some penny stocks to people. Instead of, you know, turn Halloween into a door-by-door Sales opportunity,
0: exactly, instead of just exactly. getting some candy, Put the script on cool. them. They're not giving you candy; you're selling <laughs> them candy. Uh, hey, it looks like uh, your supply's running short. It's pretty early on in the night. There's <laughs> yeah. going to be kids coming through all night. You interested in buying some candy? You know, I'll bri- I'll provide it at a discount. You know, I got it for free. It's a profit.
1: There you go. Yeah, who who could have thought Halloween is is just another business opportunity that we've yes, we've missed all the these years.
0: In the eyes of the wolf, it always will be a sales opportunity. But uh, with that, we conclude another great month in the 52-year journey through film and the Penny Bloom podcast. Next week marks the beginning of November. Uh, our, our first movie in November will be 2014's Interstellar, which, man, that's going to be a fun one to talk about. Never have we talked about that in full on its own on the podcast. However, I know it's one we both regard as one of our favorites of all time. So, so excited to talk about interstellar next week. Cannot wait for that. Uh, if you would head to patreoncom slash bloom, where you'll find over 24 hours of exclusive content, full day of just nothing but us bullshitting, talking about other stuff that you don't hear every day here on the penny bloom podcast. Uh, just a whole bunch of shit out there um very fun very fun stuff all that money goes back into making sure i can put this podcast on cost me money and i don't make any off of it uh in the very very not jordan Belfort style over here for the penny bloom podcast unless it is over there on patreon.com slash coro bloom c-o-r-o-b-l-o-o-m remember head to twitter follow at penny bloom pod follow on instagram at penny bloom podcast i was colton rowerson joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And enough of this shit will make you invincible, able to conquer the world and eviscerate your enemies. I'm not talking about coke. I'm talking about money.